Hello everyone and welcome to Side Note Fireside with your host D. Terrence. I hope everyone is doing okay and having a beautiful day. Now before we start, there are two things I wanted to uh, address with you guys. First of all, a huge thank you. Thank you for everybody who's been sticking with me since I launched the first uh, season of uh, Side Note. And since we started the Fireside series, thank you guys again for sticking with us. Now. One of the feedback that you guys gave us was to cut back on the ads we use in between the segments in every episode. So good news, moving forward, starting with this episode, there will be no ads and so you're going to have an uninterrupted listener experience. The second thing I wanted to address with you guys is to remind you guys if you are listening to us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or even on Anchor, Please take the next two to three minutes and leave us a review, hit the star button and tell us what you think of the show. Now, what this does is that it makes the show visible to new listeners. And so it gives us the potential to convert that first time listener to a frequent listener like yourself. So I thank you guys again for taking the time and leaving us a review. In today's episode, we're going to look at how East African startups are raising investments using technology. My guest today is Simon Ntabezi, who is an entrepreneur and developing the app called Kikundi, which unlocks alternative sources of financing for SMEs and social entrepreneurs in East Africa. So we take a look at the landscape of startups in East Africa, identifying some of the challenges that they face and show how Kikundi provides solutions to those issues. So without any further ado, here is my exchange with Simon. Hello, everyone. Welcome again to Side Note with Deterrence. And today I'm uh, with the guest Simon um, Ntabezi. I hope I pronounce that. Ntabazi. Ntabazi. Yeah. I'm trying to get my Swahili, my Swahili on point. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get it there. <laughs> so I'm here with Simon, and uh, today we're going to talk about financial services and startups in East Africa, specifically um, an app in which Simon would uh, elaborate more called um, Kikundi. And but before we jump right into that, just welcome again, Simon. Um, thanks for joining the show. And could you just give us an introduction of who you are, what you do, and then we'll take it from there. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, I've been listening a lot to uh, the other podcasts and it's, I think it's great content. Um, I'm Simon Mutabazi, as I've been introduced. I am from Tanzania, Tanzanian by birth. I have lived in different countries around East Africa, um, Kenya, Uganda with school and traveling. Um, mm -hmm. For the past eight years, I've been working mainly in the region in East Africa, supporting startups, supporting social businesses, um, and focusing on innovation and technology um, solutions that are being developed here. Um, currently, I lead a team that is developing a product called Kikundi, which is really getting technology and helping young people access friendlier financial services and products to help okay. them improve their livelihood, pay for their education, pay for their bills, because we know most of that, when they have all that sorted out, then they can focus on their businesses and startups. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I had a little look at the brief and it, it is quite impressive to to see that you're kind of like giving back, so to speak, to the to the youth. Because I'm, I'm from Cameroon, as you know, and yeah. one of the biggest struggles we have as youth is that 
the corporate world or the <clears throat> the nine to five isn't really uh, the best route for us. Partly yeah. because you know the people who are already there who are, should be retired, they don't want to retire, and so <laughs> so to see that you guys uh, put in a concept where young startup and entrepreneurs can find a way to solve themselves is, is brilliant. And um, is your background? So are you, are you you talked about technology and stuff? Is that your background in, in technology, or is this something you kind of uh, grew into you know throughout the years? For me, my background and passion has been in technology. Um, okay. I think since I was a kid. Um, I learned computer when I was in primary school, and right. I've always, I always knew I wanted to do technology. Um, I studied computer science. Um, I love programming. I love using technology. Um, later on in my career, um, after university, I, I, I started doing project management, and I think that's where everything just started making sense for me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, yeah. I love tech. I know the tech side. I love meeting people. I love helping young people. I love working in teams. So it just came together as a perfect blend. Um, mm -hmm. So I call myself an intrapreneur because I work and then have um, social businesses on the side. So, yeah. And that trend is growing rapidly around East Africa where a young person could do two, three, four jobs mm -hmm. and still business all right so you do have a, a regular uh what, what we call nine to five and then you're doing it on the side right yes okay. so it's now now it's not nine to five because of the pandemic um and also because i think of where my career is right now i mm -hmm. do a lot of consulting i do a lot of part-time okay um, it's not it's not very easy to find part-time work but the trend is changing a mm -hmm. lot mm -hmm. of work that we can do and we are really carving a lot of youth we're carving out our own niche of the job we want the kind of things we want to be working on so it's it's exciting it's exciting yeah i think that's the beautiful thing about our generation and maybe more likely with the current generation where the traditional structure of of of, of living professionally is completely shifting right it's a it's a new set of dynamics happening within the youth and that's quite impressive which mm. brings me to the, the app Kikundi, right? So, um, from what I gathered, it's kind of providing like an alternative source of finances for mm. social entrepreneurs, right? Mm. Um, so, just introducing the app, a brief run through what what is Kikundi for those who do not know what it is. So, Kikundi is first of all learning from whatever has been done um, around saving groups around financial access there are a lot of applications a lot of solutions that are serving youth in this area but our mission is really new and unique in that we are focusing on east africa we are focusing on early stage and growth stage businesses in east africa and we're saying all the existing uh, sources of funding like donor funding traditional finance banks has taken you so only so far. And mm -hmm. with today's world, you need a faster, you need an easier, you need a friendly service if you want to unlock the potential that young people are showing, right? So Kikundi is really um, seeing how we can use the saving group model um, to help young people to build a good financial health. So access easy fund, but also learn how to build your wealth, how to build, um, how to save, how to invest uh, in local markets, but also in crypto markets, in mm -hmm. markets in other countries, because now with a click of a button with technology, um, everything is possible. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So basically, all these facets is what the app would, the app kind of provides to the to the yes. user. Okay, that's quite yeah. impressive. And we do we we are working with um, financial service providers, banks. We're working with mobile money networks okay. operators uh, who are providing Mpesa services, um, and because they are already handling the finance bit of it, they say they keeping the money. What we are doing is really designing new products that will help a young person without going through all the cumbersome KYCs to be able to access funds. But also we want, we are very ambitious that we want to reach a point where we are having special products, special financial products that are designed for social entrepreneurs. Mm. You know, social entrepreneurs are fast. Social entrepreneurs are tech savvy. Social entrepreneurs are very, they want services that are very easy to access, but mm -hmm. also services that work for them. They are different from any traditional business that you would have, right? Right. Um, so, so how do you, because my understanding is um, you provide the platform, you're in partners yeah. with uh, um, other um, services which support the platform, and then you have the end user at, 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 that, at that point. Now, our yeah. end user is uh, predominantly social entrepreneurs. Yeah. Uh, the question I always ask people who are into social entrepreneurship is how do the social entrepreneurs parry or marry the obviously the aim of reaching that social goal and the social impact that they want to have on the society but also mm -hmm. being able to um since it's not really profit based but be able to you know have money to run keep keep the business running and mm -hmm. um yeah so how how have you observed that in tanzania precisely mm -hmm. and maybe in east africa if you've been involved with other groups of social entrepreneurs yeah i think social entrepreneurs is one of the growing um types of businesses you would find maybe it's also called hybrid businesses. It's mm -hmm. both for and non-profit. Um, and I think a lot of businesses have been, even corporate businesses, they've been practicing this for a while, where after they make some profit, they will do a CSR. You'll see corporate social responsibility come out um, in that way. But social businesses really make it a mission and say, our core goal is going to be to serve the community and make a profit, Right. Um, and those businesses come in forms of startups, comes in forms of really normal businesses that are running. And they are on the rise here. It's such a good model for, 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 for young people right now because social enterprises are relatively fun to run um, and they are so rewarding. Um, mm -hmm. You know, a lot of young people right now um, are mission-driven. They want to change the environment. And a lot of Africans, actually. African youth want to change. They are not happy with the way things are, the way they access services, the way they access education, the kind of education they're getting, the kind of healthcare. So, and, and, and they are actually the population that's going to use these services 20 years from now, 15 years from now. So I think there's that growing awareness that I, yes, I need to, to learn on the job. I need to, to do something, but I think if I'm to start a business, it needs to serve my community. It needs to help the problem. Um, mm. Rather than waiting six years or seven years to come back and say, hey, we've made money and we're coming back to help. We are making it as part of the business, right? Mm. Um, and you will hear terms like social innovation, um, but they all really complement the same kind of vehicle, which is a social enterprise. Okay. Um, one of the cool, one of the so impressive things I read from uh, <clears throat> the the brief you sent was that East Africa accounts for twenty three percent of funds raised by Africa since uh, African startups since twenty nineteen, with Tanzania and Uganda ac accounting to about a hundred million. Right. That's huge. Yeah. Those are huge numbers right there. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. 
what sectors do these um, startups really focus on when 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 you when you look at it? Yeah. So some of the few uh, few facts also that I think will just even add context to this is, for example, East Africa is no longer. We have a new member of East Africa, the, mm-hmm. the DRC. Um, and so that's that's new potential, that's new market, yeah. that's new energy. That is, <laughs> we're excited about that market also, right? So um, coming back to um, funding, funding for startups. Um, that 23 is a big number, but if you really look at how and where the money goes, um, it's really not big compared to markets like Nigeria and West Africa and markets like South Africa and Egypt, North Africa. That's where a lot of the money goes. And in East Africa, a lot of the money is going to Kenya because traditionally that is the hub. That is the mm-hmm. the busy, that is the busy center for, for East Africa. So other countries are really trying to come up um, and capture, um, attract more funding. And it's it's really coming, but um, as you will notice with any new thing that is coming in any market, there's always those people who will get and those who will not get. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And luckily, if you're to compare East Africa as a whole, Tanzania, Uganda, Burundi, Kenya, we are really lagging behind. A uh, majority of the funding goes to Kenya. Mm-hmm. Um, also, another thing you will, you, I, didn't, I didn't mention, but that is happening. Most of these startups, to fundraise and attract that kind of money, you will need to get a white teammate. I was just to, about to ask about how do they... Get out those funds, right? Yeah, yeah that, that was you my next have, question. <laughs> <laughs> you have you have to you have to really change your business. You have mm-hmm. to have to move from your mission and adjust it to meet what the investors, what the angel investor from Silicon Valley, from whatever is coming mm-hmm. to put in, right? Uh, and so, to build a Tanzanian business, um, the only options of funding you might have is family, friends, and fools. We call them the three Fs. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we have uh, banks, which, as you know, you have to have collateral. Yeah. Um, you have to have history. You have to have what? We have a lot of young people in East Africa that are not, uh, don't have a bank account. Um, they don't have a stable income. They've not really saved. They don't have a land title. They don't have collateral per se mm-hmm. to be able to access this kind of funding. Uh, and that's what, we, that's what we fall behind as founders um, in East Africa and in Africa. Well, then it's safe to say that there is a you know, there's a, a potential uh, room for tremendous growth then if um, we can curve that gap, so to speak. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. Because there's, also... There's a lot of room for growth, yeah. Yeah, but also just to, to touch on, so what are the different sectors? So I know we give back to the community. Is it through education? Is it through um, 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 through uh, servicing, through like uh, business businesses, schools, etc.? So how do these... Based on the startups we have in terms that you've been in, in mm. contact with, what has been the most prominent sector in the in the market that you see a lot of startups going to? Is it real estate or what have you observed so far? Um, traditionally, I would speak for Tanzania because a lot of my previous three years experiences from Tanzania, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the startups you find are education startups. Oh, okay. okay. We call it EdTech. Um, it will be either robotics or it will be just creating content just around education. Mm-hmm. Um, other startups you'll find are in health, uh, in water and sanitation. There's a lot of good stuff that has happened over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. In health, there are startups that are engineering new clothes to help fight malaria. They are startups that are working on telemedicine, mm-hmm. uh, with startups that are 
for example, in 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 water, in water and sanitation, the startups that are really reinventing how to clean water, how to distribute water, uh, and what making water accessible to all. One of the new um, fields that is coming up is fintech, financial services. Mm-hmm. Previously, it's been available, but uh, as advisory, it's been a professional service, and only recently is when. Social entrepreneurs and innovators are like, you know, we can innovate around this area. Um, but also it's because it's been a guarded um, sort of like area because of uh, regulations and stuff. Right. Um, yeah. So you'll find agriculture is also another growing field mm-hmm. and a lot of people are investing in agriculture. Um, one of the challenges we have is adding pro- value to products before export. So the whole value chain of agriculture the whole value chain of trash, for example, there's a lot of potential and a lot of startups are growing up um, and coming up to solve solutions around there. Yeah. That's quite cool because um, I know for like agriculture and talked about trash, I think in Cameroon, there's a huge market there as well. A lot of people are going into agriculture and real estate. Um, yeah. But again, from from a fellow from a fellow African is good like you said our, our our generation seems to be actually doing something about the things we don't like uh, which is something mm-hmm. that I'm always impressed to see and and, and happy to put a spotlight on um, and yeah. now so we've talked about that growth the potential you know within within uh, Tanzania specifically with regards to startups mm-hmm. and you hinted at one of the challenges uh, with like funding right so yes. what other key challenges do um, these um, um, SMEs and startups face when, you know, when they when they're in their journey of trying to, you know, uh, impact uh, the society outside of funding? Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you could shed some yeah. more light on that. Yeah. And um, I, I think that's a very interesting question. I'm, I'm really, um, one of my biggest passions and topics that I'm really passion, uh, excited about is really looking at the individual, the entrepreneur himself, mm-hmm. uh, because most of the times that's the person you want to survive um so that even the even if the business fails they continue and do another business you know young people can easily create a new business and new uh, innovation but um i'll just say for example one of the things that is a fact is that a lot of african innovators african entrepreneurs are, are not only taking care of themselves and their dream they're taking care of relatives back home they are taking then they are taking care of their own expenses and their own education and they are planning a future for themselves right so the financial stress the challenges that young people in africa go through is none compared to what silicon valley uh, startups go through Mm -hmm. um and the pandemic has made it even worse um a lot of people have to do a full-time job and go back to a business that is failing and 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 uh, and, and, and very little or even v- very slow uh, progress is being done to help them, right? But they are persistent. They are, they are just resilient. Africans, yeah, Africans, Africans history, it's, yeah. it's in the blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, challenge, the challenges they face is, like I, I, I mentioned before about like the cumbersome application process to get credit. Getting credit in Tanzania or in Africa is not an easy step. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like... It's like going through, I don't know, school maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you really have to be lucky to be able to get a, enough credit. And as you know, businesses, startups are very high risk. So you can't convince a bank mm-hmm. with the way they arrange that, hey, I have a startup and I'm, I want to invest in that idea. Mm-hmm. The only option you have is 
donor funding and money from friends and savings, right? And that brings me to the to the to, to the second to the second challenge, which is really the unfriendly products that are there. Because right. and these products could be a loan application package. You know, there are banks that have uh, products for women, products for youth, products mm-hmm. for um, business, young businesses. But all these are not friendly. You know. Because as I mentioned, you need a lot of proof to show that I can manage this money. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, the other thing is just the struggle to access the knowledge, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that's another thing we are really working on because we assume everybody knows how to deal with money. We, <laughs> we, assume, we tell young people save, but if you have to pay for bills, you have to pay for this and you're you're really in saving is not an option, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's and the biggest, we, one of the biggest, um, gaps we have yeah. in general as African youth is that that culture of money management wasn't really something that we, we learned. We kind of just yeah. figured it out as we grew older. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and most of us figured it out later in life. Cause like you said, savings, it sounds good, but no one really tells you like, the mechanics behind it, like the snowball effect, mm-hmm. start small and then go big. You know, we always want to do a big saving as opposed to, so it's, yeah. it, I think it goes across the board, not just with the um, SMEs um, yeah. uh, or, but, but my question I wanted to ask is what's the, um, for those who succeed in getting an, in, uh, a loan, yeah. What's the interest rate like? Is it, is it, is it crushing? I know back home in my in our case, even if you get a loan, the interest rate will will, will bury you. You know, by the time you're it's done paying, it's crushing. Yeah. It's crushing. I'm telling you. Um, I'll talk about. Well, there was a study that was done in the pandemic here in Tanzania, and if you look at those numbers, so I'll just mention a few. So we they interviewed the Tanzania Startup Association here interviewed around 700 startups here, mm-hmm. uh, startups and SMEs. Uh, and 40% of them, they had, at the time of the interview, they had only four months left and the business would close. That's yes. the only cash that is left, right? And that's that's just the pandemic that hit, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine right now what is happening, right? Another thing that was very, like, very alarming was that a lot of them were asking for debt relief. They were asking for... Um, so emergency debt relief, mm-hmm. money to pay daily bills, because as an entrepreneur, you have to, you have to pay staff, you have to pay for product, and you can pay your own bills. You are not going to be productive in your mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. A lot of others, there were 40, 44.7% who were close to being evacuated, you know, or lose employees. Wow. There has been a big turnover of staff from moving from one startup to the next that is being paid, that pays well, or moving from working for a startup with corporate world, or even changing career completely because of liquidity shortages, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if you're laid off and you have to look for a job, bills don't wait for you. They will still be there. Um, if you um, have a family to take care of, you have staff to pay, they will not sit and wait for you. They will leave and mm-hmm. go to work or a teleco company that pays a six-figure job and to make them work less. So the challenges are real. And the financial services, unfortunately, that are there are not built for the youth. They are built for somebody who already has a business. You mm-hmm. have made money in the bank. You have, And you you just need improve and because yeah. you profit. 
Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And and also another thing is startups are new. It's important, right? Um, there is an interesting um, fact that I. I, um, I, I came across a few months ago, Africa is net importer of ideas, <laughs> net importer of solutions. That's true. Um, and now we are starting to import things like social innovation, right. terminology, frameworks, <laughs> angel investment, yeah, uh, yeah. venture capital investment. <laughs> progressive terms. We need, to, we need to learn quickly. But yeah. We need to make it African. We need to make it work for us. Yeah. One of uh, when I used to, because I, I lived in the UK for about five years, and one of the things I, I really appreciate, I appreciated, or at least which was quite appealing to see, was that the I lived in Liverpool specifically. So the the, the yeah. city of Liverpool had put together this scheme uh, called so every 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 year they had the Liverpool uh, Business I think Forum or something right mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And the purpose of that it was like a whole two weeks of just putting startups with the right people in the industry, right? So let's say you were in catering, they'll put you with someone who has out of 15 years experience and all the contacts in catering in the same room. And you guys talk it out, exchange contacts, get ideas, get funding. So, and the, um, the government set aside funds that would be allocated. So I had a friend, Dr. Salika, who, um, right now is in Birmingham and she, because uh, uh, we went to the same university and she threw the through her business idea she was a social entrepreneur she launched a social entrepreneur uh venture where she would um get um people who produce like pan bags and african clothes back in africa and then she would yeah. pr- provide a platform where they can sell it over here right yeah and yeah. she got full funding for those things so she didn't yeah. she didn't have to worry about logistics payment everything was taken care of because she put enough put a good enough business plan went to this forum the university supported supported her so a structure where there is a support system not for the established businesses but for those mm-hmm. who are getting started i think if we get to a position in africa where we acknowledge a the potential that you know young africans have and startups have mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. put aside the funds and the resources so that, like you said, that stress and the financial uh, um, load is taken mm-hmm. away and they can actually excel in being yeah. startups, right? Yeah. It would be perfect. That yeah. would be the ideal scenario. Like That would be the term. ideal. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, just like, honestly, there's, there's work, a tremendous work has been done in Africa, in East Africa, in Tanzania over the past 10 years that mm-hmm. I've been in the innovation space. Luckily enough, I moved to the the city where I'm at right now, at the time when the innovation space in that was kicking off. So mm-hmm. the first innovation hub was being built. Like I, I, my, my experience with innovation is almost um, the life that innovation space, um, innovation has been in Tanzania here. Mm-hmm. But honestly, structurally, and even just realistically speaking, startup founders in East Africa, and I would say, yeah, I'll speak for East Africa. They are very disadvantaged when it comes to raising capital, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you can easily get $5,000 through a competition. You can easily apply for a grant to get $10,000. But honestly, to be honest, that money does not take you far. That money will just help you write and make sure you, you set the right start, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you really want to scale a solution in five countries, you need some level of backing that is not available right now, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a trend. There's a trend that I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about it later. But there's a trend where we're starting to see successful African 
entrepreneurs investing in growing businesses. Right. Okay. And and for me and for me and and as at Kikundi, that's that is the hope that we're looking at. That is the that is the niche we're looking at because we cannot start depending on other people to mm-hmm. say, okay, let's fund startups. We yeah. ourselves are seeing the need to support startups. We know these startups are what is going to change the country. Mm-hmm. It's where the jobs are coming in. It's where fulfillment and solutions are coming through. So in Nigeria, it's already happening here in Tanzania. It's already happening. I mean, we are investing in this startup ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, other people are investing in farms, are investing in buying land, are invest- and all those, honestly, they count in a way as a business because it's all helping you get wealth that will, when you get the idea, when you want to get, you will yeah. immediately mm-hmm. have capital mm-hmm. to fund whatever business you have, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I think that's a that's a nice segue because I think the next part we'll talk now focus really on the app itself. So um, we will take a quick short break, guys. Don't go anywhere. Um, Simon and I will jump in the second half of the show and dive into the actual application itself. Uh, Don't go anywhere. All right, so welcome back, guys. Uh, Just a recap uh, with Simon. So we were talking about basically like a little history into uh, startups in in, in Tanzania and and East Africa. And uh, we will now jump into the application Ikundi and how um, it addresses some of the challenges that we mentioned in the first section. So um, Simon, you mentioned Ikundi is an an app, it's a platform that kind of gives a user-friendly solution, uh, financial services uh, solution to startups in in Tanzania. So could you elaborate more into into the application? How long have you been working on it? And uh, at what stage of the development are you guys in? Yeah. Yeah. So for the past two years, we've been working to build this community platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and the aim is to empower youths who are mainly social entrepreneurs to join saving groups and offer them intelligent, safe and secure tools to help them build their financial health and in turn, raise capital for their businesses. So currently we are at the precedes stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are currently actively raising money um, to be able to scale and commercialize the app. Um, and uh, the market that we're looking at is East Africa for now. Um, mm-hmm. So we're already working with seven groups and partners in Uganda, in Kenya, in Tanzania, uh, and soon in Rwanda and Congo mm-hmm. to be able to test and iterate this product to make sure we understand the realities um, of youths. So how Kikundi helps young people. And I mentioned in the beginning that we are really starting from the individual, building their financial health and helping them raise capital. So first of all, the youth in these serving groups are the ones who inform how we design and develop the futures. Oh, okay. That's a smart idea. Yeah. <laughs> so we do, we do, we do have a lot of feedback sessions and uh, their feedback is what we look at as our master plan. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So, well, once the, you, the, the, the founder joins a saving group, they can form a friend saving group. They can form, they can join an existing saving group. But in these saving groups, we give, we, they, they are able to participate using Kikundi digitally in saving cycles. Mm-hmm. Um, and saving groups are very friendly to youth. So you just have very little money, but it accumulates, mm-hmm. you know. We so also, for those who don't fully grasp it, when you say savings group, you're meaning a group of uh, startups come together and okay. they, 
Yeah, exactly. So yeah. just yeah. so for those who are not into the, you know, the whole jargon, so they, 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 they also fully understand uh, what we're talking about. Yeah. So um, youth serving groups allow people, allow, allow any member to build financial credit mm-hmm. in, and learn about finance in a very low risk environment. So majority of these groups are formed with friends, 5, 10, 20, 30, to even 2,000 uh, members. So it's like a, a group of people who want to serve. And mm-hmm. serving groups, so their main activities is savings. So every week or every month or every day, depending on what the group wants, you would agree and have a constitution and have a mechanism of saving, say, $5 or depending on your income, the group's mm-hmm. income, right? Mm-hmm. And that accumulation of saving is what then you can borrow from. Right. Then the caveat is so the caveat is this because you're a collective, if you've saved say ten dollars, you don't need to just borrow ten dollars. If you need fifty, your fellow friends can guarantee you and loan you right. money. Right, right. And right. the interests are very low. The interest, mm-hmm. some, of, some of the loans are very free, are like zero interest. So we are building the tech to help them easily do that without mm-hmm. stress. Yeah, yeah. So, we have we have a specific then, term we use back home in Cameroon to describe just that. It's called jangu. Yeah. I don't jangu. know. I can't, <laughs> yeah, I can't really break it down, but it's similar concept minus yeah. the the interest stuff. So, but similar, but it's again, it's not digital, right? It's still yeah. done. You know, when you made in the house and put something in there. Yeah. yeah but I, I think that's a very smart smart way to build and, on and, your credit. And, and there are there are very many different types of saving groups. There are, there are those village saving and VSLs. There are mm-hmm. Types for youth, YSLAs, there are circles which are more formalized. There are merry-go-rounds, which are basically me and you could say every month, I give you, uh, say, one million. Next month, you give me one million. Mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if you're five, then everybody gives you one million. You have five million. Five million, yeah. You know? So yeah. that's how young people in Africa are surviving this pandemic, basically, because finance is very hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the only way to really move money around. So... Um, okay. What is basically a tool to make that process digital and youth friendly. You know, mm, so mm. if you want currently, if you want to get a loan, for example, you have to fill in a form, a paper form. You have to go to where the the, the leader of the group is. He has to sign. You have to take it to the accountant. They have to sign. sign they write yeah. the check. You go to the bank, maybe the branch is in town, you have to go there on time. Mm-hmm. So already you've spent a whole day that you could be, if you're employed, you could be at work mm-hmm. to make that check to mm-hmm. pay for your bill so you can, you know. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing is really making it from the click of the button. You can save from your mobile wallet, from your bank wallet to the saving group. You can borrow mm-hmm. and all the credit scoring, all the assessment is done with AI. With uh, Okay. Yeah with the app that's what i was about to ask so everything is tracked you can you know you can you can monitor your your activities and okay i think that's a very that's that's i think that's probably going to branch into the entire continent because i I think for example um west africa central africa i think there's 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 a a need for that as well so um yeah let's see if you guys do it very well nigeria has some startups like get equity um that are doing a different version of financing for youth, which they are really looking at the venture funds and the angel mm-hmm. investors. We are looking at the saving group. We are we are really trying to raise local money and mm-hmm. 
turn that into there's a, there's a job we always take here in Tanzania. We love weddings a lot. You can easily raise two hundred million for a wedding from from family, friends, and fools. Damn. Okay. <laughs> so we're trying we're trying to hack the process and say, okay, if you can do that, then get that and send it to my business. Give it to me so I can start a business. You know. Uh, I don't think the brights are gonna like you saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so basically um let's run a scenario so let's say i'm um we have a uh, a startup um and i get your app when it's ready and mm-hmm. i familiarize myself with the savings you know the saving groups and let's let's say five years on the line i do i'm doing pretty well right yeah. um will the next step since i'm not longer a startup then i'll exit the app or is the app exclusively just for startups? So um, it is for the founder himself um, okay. because uh, we believe your financial journey does not end when your startup has made the money. Mm-hmm. Your financial journey takes you to even investing, right? So we the journey, we are taking the user from... So we any new user will have to start familiarizing themselves with how saving groups work. So either form a saving group or join an existing saving group. Mm-hmm. And through Kikundi, you will begin saving slowly by slowly, borrowing money, paying back. And then once, and, and at the same time, learning about finance through fun and gamified content. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to raise money for your startup, for your idea, you can easily do it through deal rooms that we have um, in the, in the app that easily say, okay, I have a business. I'm looking for uh, 200,000. Is it at a level where you can give away uh, equity shares or is it at a point where you just need donations from you mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. kick that idea? But also we are really thinking about creating, I talked about these financial products in partnership with banks, with youth funds that are existing um, to make sure not only I, do you have access to your group saving, but you can also borrow from a, a basket that is available for app users for saving. Mm. Um, okay. And this could be, this could be um, a basket fund that other banks put in, or this could be a youth fund that a bank has that is not performing well. And then they made it, make it available for, mm. um, for the users. Are you, are, and then, you, yeah, go on. Yeah. And then once you progress from that, we hope you have enough knowledge You've learned shares, you've learned saving, you've learned this, and you probably you've accumulated some money to start buying a share in a bank, buying a share in. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, we have a product here, uh, we, which is sort of like a branch of the stock exchange market here that you can. We want to be able to say well, you can start buying and participating in the stock exchange market. So the, the possibilities are endless, and financial health for us, we really want to take it as I mentioned from the realities of the young people that we are, our users, uh, most of them are not yet at the level where they need to start buying crypto. So they need to learn about it and save and buy crypto. A lot of, a lot of foreign apps are coming in and pushing crypto buy. Hell, I don't even know how to, how to, how to, I don't, I don't understand crypto. So I, (laughs) and I'm over here. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so it's, uh, it's, we, we really want to be deliberate and intentional in helping young people to be conscious about their money uh, not to follow the bandwagon, to be intentional where they invest, mm-hmm. what, where they, how they borrow the money in payback, so they can build good credit score. They right. can, they can really qualify for bigger, um, 
for bigger, bigger, bigger financial product out there. Yeah, I don't think you should call yourself an entrepreneur. I think you're more like a philanthropist or something because you're kind of, <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. It's like, you're, it's it's because for me, it's more like, how can I put this? So one of the reasons why I started the podcast, for example, right, was because when I moved to, to the UK from Cameroon, mm. I did not have um, an ecosystem of information on like what to do, what, you know, what not to do how to, you know, where to get work immediately without going through. So there wasn't, it wasn't readily available. You had to know people, yeah. talk to people. And so the initial idea of the podcast was, okay, we're going to tell our stories. We're going to bring in more experts to tell their stories. And mm. maybe someone who just comes can listen and go, Hey, okay, if I, this is what I need to do, I, I don't need to wonder. And, yeah. you know, so we touch on, so we touch on different topics on the podcast. So what yeah. you're doing is kind of the same thing, but on a different scale, you're actually, you're impacting people's lives by giving them the tools they need to, to do so themselves. So it's not like yeah. you're, you're not handing out, uh, handing out money to people. You're teaching them how to make their money, which to yes. me, yes. you're teaching them how to fish as opposed to providing them fish. So that's to me a lot more valuable than any other form of assistance you can give somebody, uh, yes. in my opinion. Right. Um, one question I wanted to ask is, in as much as right now you guys are, you know, trying to like do this on your own and get investors and everything. Are you at some point looking down the line, would you want to have some government assistance when they are available or is it more like something you pride yourself in doing, you know, as yourselves as a private entity or as with amongst the youth, or would you at some point a pre would love to see some support from, from the government, not only for Kikundi, but just for the whole startup, um, you know, sector. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. So the, the government here is, there there's some programs that are really uh, supporting startups. They are reviewing the, the, the policies to be able mm -hmm. to make them startup friendly and founder friendly. Um, there's a lot of effort that is being done. Um, but as you know, also governments are, it's like moving an elephant, an elephant even moves fast, I would say, <laughs> but they're real. Uh, <laughs> and speaking as a young person, it's, it can get boring, mm -hmm. um, and, and repetitive. Um, so we are really trying to be agile, but you can't work without the government. So they have been helpful already in terms of we've, we have to be registered, we the, the regulations in Tanzania are starting to become easier for startups. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But my biggest interest actually with the government is they, they have a lot of youth funds that are not performing as they should, right? Because they are not they were not built by people who understand startup life. They don't understand young people, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For example, you have to to qualify for uh, the youth fund, you have to go in a group of ten up to ten people. Right. But as you know, founders, getting a co-founder, if you're really forcing me to have 10 co-founders, you're really setting me up for failure. Basically, That's correct. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes the best thing to do is make the fund so easy that the young person feels like, OK, I, I, I don't have to focus on managing the fund, but really putting the right team and building the right product such that it's profitable. So. We are really interested in working with the government. We are working with other financials to understand where they come from and really solve the problem rather mm -hmm. than going rogue and doing something different. And I think there's an opportunity for a lot of young people, even diaspora. We are seeing a lot of diaspora coming back and really investing and mentoring um, and providing that lens, that thinking that we hadn't seen, right? 
So it help, young people are need to be collaborative, need to be open-minded, but of course, maintain your dream, like fight for your dream. If you have an idea, put it out there. And I keep telling a lot of startups, like, just do it. Even if you fail, yeah, just start. It's a lesson. It's a yeah. lesson. You yeah, really yeah. put your, your name in the stand and it's there already. Couldn't agree more. Just just start and then, you know, whatever, and, and see what happens. Um, so looking ahead for the app what do you what do you what do you what are the next milestones for kikundi um i understand that like you mentioned earlier you are in the pre-seed stage so where do you see kikundi in let's say the next three to five years yeah oh that's uh (laughs) i'm already excited about where next year is gonna be okay Uh, let's have it so So, um currently we are in the private we're in a private beta testing phase um with one saving group which has about 40 members Mm -hmm. Uh, all of them are social entrepreneurs all of them either have uh, a real estate, all of them have farms, all of them have startups, like the tech startups, you know? Cool. So it's a very, it's a very interesting group to work with. Um, they are very open to telling us what their challenges are and what they want, what they want the app to do for them. Um, but we really want to um, build more capabilities for the app. Uh, we want to commercialize the app. So we are really exploring with these users that we have, what is the best mode of for them to pay uh, because we want to roll out a business model around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are, we've, we've gained some traction also in terms of our results. Um, currently we are coordinating a youth, a, a youth financing work group um, that is, um, has around six organizations, um, including uh, international organizations like child fund and making sense international from the U S um, mm-hmm. And the, what we're doing with our work group is really understanding the realities of, of youth, youth founders in East Africa. What are their challenges? What do they want? And we are combining that knowledge that we're getting from there to the, to the process of building the app, you know? Okay. And we, yeah. Um, but also um, we've joined, we've been accepted into a, an accelerator called Pesatech Accelerator. Nice. Here in Dar es Salaam. Um, it's being run by an organization called Sahara, Sahara Ventures. Uh, in collaboration with the UNCDF, um, and we hope during that, between uh, during this accelerator, that we'll be able to, you know, just make sure the product can even scale across borders. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want even to allow people outside um, Africa to be able to start engaging and investing and saving and bring the money back. Um, um, to to support local businesses. Yeah, I think the exposure you get from something like that is also massive, isn't it? Like the yes. being part of that program. So yeah. and you, we need to bring our money back. I think most of and so and so and so in five not okay five years is long, but I would want at some point that you can come to Kikundi and see a list of businesses that need funding, and you have some savings, and it's okay. Maybe I can buy one percent and mm-hmm, support. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, hopefully we do that in two years uh, or in one and a half years. But yeah, uh, that, we that sounds to- very promising. I'm I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I think yeah. um, another thing I'm always um, talking about with other experts is we need to find a way to send our money back, but not. Mm. Not in the traditional way of, okay, you know, yes. mobile yes. money. It's like actually send it back so that it does something, right? Like yeah. an investment and, and, and stuff. And actually yeah. attach, attach, attach value for money 
like get the value out of it properly and feel in control of that money. Exactly, exactly. African businesses need money. I think we need money to be able to sit and work more than we need trainings. Mm-hmm. There are young people in Africa that are skilled. They're just being frustrated with work. Yeah. Yeah. You're just taking orders, yet you could be running a, a business yeah. that is employing 150 people or some plus. True, true. Most people most people who, who are back home who are working, I, I don't want to reach here, but I think most of them do it because that's like the, I won't say the only option, but the most feasible option. Cause yeah, like you survival. said, exactly. Yeah. It's a survival yeah. tactic. Cause if they yeah. had the opportunity to not do that and do what they really wanted, they would definitely go the other way. Right. So, um, a lot of them are first generation. Like it's the first generation, like that is sort of even starting to say, you know what, we could set a multi-million dollar business, you know, that is happening. <laughs> so, if you put them in an employment and they have to take care of family, they have to take care of themselves and their dreams. Like mm. that is mm. not a nice combination in a pandemic to be nah. able nah. to navigate. You know I mean, pandemic or not, it's still, it's still not the ideal scenario, right? Because yeah. it's difficult to, to, to explain this. When you have something that you know deep down, like I should be doing this, I will be, and I'll be good at it. I'll be very good at it, but you can't do it. And you're doing something else. It's the most sad feeling ever because you just you feel like you're not living your true purpose in life right yes. and um, i i hope that with uh, with kikundi we, you'll be able to break through with that and and really showcase you know the potential of of the startups in tanzania and you know east africa in general yeah. uh, from what i can hear that's something that is more likely to happen so looking really looking forward to that <laughs> we are up for the challenge and i will keep updating you where we are <laughs> now nah, perfect perfect yeah. so um what I normally do when I'm wrapping up a show, I ask my guests three questions. Um, so the first question, since you, since you're based in Tanzania and since we talked mm-hmm. about startup would be first, what would be, um, your point of like your main advice you would give to a startup, uh, when it comes to, um, not only finance, but having that long-term goal. So how, when, when that going gets tough, you know, cause I know mm-hmm. most people kind of quit after a year or two when they start this, mm. you know, and so what would be your, your point of advice to these, to, to newly, newly business owners or startups, as you would call them? Yeah. I think by the time you have a business, you have enough skills to run that business. Mm-hmm. So the next thing for me is that you sort your stresses out. Anything that stresses you rent. Um, if you can get those things out of the food, electricity, internet tools, a laptop, if you can stress those out, if you can take those out, rather, that can buy you uh, some peace that even if you have a job, you can afford to even take a part-time job and mm, provide, mm. you know, and run the business. And I think a lot of businesses fail there. Even if you've set up a successful business, if the founder or the team is not is stressed about work, that business is bound to fail. So mm-hmm. that is, I think, my biggest Especially if you've started a business, you, you already, you, you've you're done the hard part, right? You've done the hard part. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. All right. So the second question would be to you. Um, so what has been your biggest challenge throughout this journey? Like what, what looking back, what has been like that, you know? Um, there are not so many African um, start, successful startups. We haven't reached mass we don't have enough unicorns. For example, in Tanzania, we are struggling to have even our first unicorn, you know, mm, mm. that alone 
eats on confidence. That alone eats on motivation. Um, so we start looking to other people in outside. We start looking to successful startups in Nigeria for motivation. Like, oh, it's possible. We can do mm-hmm. this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the alternative is stories like Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg uh, and Elon Musk, who honestly, they are not, they had the money. Yeah, yeah the circumstances are different. Garage. Yeah. yeah. There was a LinkedIn post I was looking at and they were posting the garages and it was a long thread and like, wait, you have a garage in in, in California already. With a computer already. and good internet. <laughs> and a team that is paid for two years. Yeah. If you fail, you are It's bound. on you, exactly. It's on you. <laughs> so, yeah. So I think um, for me, um, trying to find the right motivation because again, Africa is going to be, is the future tech superpower, but, but we have to build it with African prince, with African energy, with African funding, with Africa. Only then can we say it's going to be African yeah. because if we continue the way we're doing by just getting money from out and bring it, or just giving people just deals here, just because we want to show activity, I think we will drop the ball at some point. So, mm, mm. um, the right motivation, um, the right inspiration is what, honestly, I am looking for and a lot of African founders are looking for. Um, yeah. Couldn't agree more. And the final question is not really a question. So I'm trying, I'm trying a new thing out. So I ask, the, I ask my guest, current guest, to ask a question or to pose a question to whomever my next guest would be. So you can ask mm. any question whatsoever and whoever comes on the show will have to answer it at the, at the end of the show and do the same for the next person. So that, that is, that is very interesting because I think I am, I, I love, I love science. And I think one of the biggest challenges is that everybody is trying to solve the same problem mm-hmm. in the different field and the challenge is communicating, you know, my next question is, uh, I think what I would want to know from them is how can, we, oh man, it's a tough one. But it's around around communication with each other. Like, how do mm. we share? How do we share effectively? Right? How do we share effectively? Okay. Um, and sharing for me is um, is broad. Sharing is ideas. Um, a lot of people are scared to talk about their ideas. Um, in Tanzania, for example, startups will be like, "Hey, what are you working on?" Um, ah, just they just there, man. Because <laughs> they're scared of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also, I see sharing because. Um, intellectual property is something we are not good at. Japanese have, they are surviving on IP, right? Americans are surviving on IP. Africa, we are just importing IP, importing mm-hmm. IP, or allowing people to register IP here. How do we share? Share in a way that we even protect whatever we have to share in the future, right? Okay, um, yeah, I see what yeah, you mean. Me, so, how, so how do we share while preserving... Yes. Uh, so why, 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 why preserving our interests? Let's put it that way. Yes. Yeah, yes. Share, share the message. Keep the message same. You know, if yeah, you, you yeah, want to say yeah. like Africa is the next, like share it that way with the same tonation. Like just yeah. really think it, <laughs> that even a kid who is going to be born in Tanzania in the next five years, or even mm-hmm. if they're born in the diaspora, but they're, they know they really get, it motivates them, you know? Um, I think we're in, we're in the age where we need to start telling new stories, mm-hmm. motivational stories, and really sending space capsules in the future, basically, you know, like this what you're doing, you know, like yeah. this is going to stay on the internet. Like somebody's going to really see this and be like, you know what? Oh yeah, it was there. Okay. Even if it failed, it was, it was, it was there. there. It was yeah. There. Yeah. 
So no, thanks. Thanks. So I'll, I'll, I'll make a note. So whoever my next guest would be, uh, he or she will have to provide an answer to that. And hopefully <laughs> we can actually test that theory. If the information yeah. she pro- he or she provides is aligned, so to speak, with yeah. you know, what we talked about. Yeah. Well, yeah. Simon, thank you again so much for taking out the time uh, to talk, talk so to us. Uh, we wish you the best with the app. We'll be keeping an eye on, on that. I will put, um, I don't know if you have any, uh, link to a website yes. yeah so i'll put that on the description so we can uh, the, the listeners can check it out and yeah. uh, we hope to have you back on the show and until next I am, time i am available i'm available we'll definitely <laughs> reach out probably to talk about something else but uh, we'll definitely reach out again and uh, until next time we appreciate you uh take care and africa is waiting for everybody take care too You've been listening to Side Note Fireside with our guest Simon Tabazi. I hope you guys found this exchange useful. Please be sure to leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and let us know what you thought of the episode. This helps us get more visibility and helps us retain first-time listeners. Until next time, I wish you guys a pleasant day. You stay blessed.